This is Anne Teagarden with episode 37 of the Unveiled podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Little update on our family. My father-in-law is out of the hospital and has moved into a rehab center after his surgery to get stronger, and so we're very thankful for that. Uh, this past week, though, has been really crazy. Our family got hit with a lot of things, and I will say God carried us through all of it, and I'm so thankful, but I'm reminded of Peter walking on the water, and as long as he had his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was fine. But as soon as he looked down, he got scared and he began to sink. And there were several times this week where I felt like I was sinking. And I had to remind myself to fix my eyes on the Lord. And when I did, he sent a sense of peace and joy and help from other people, which was greatly appreciated. God is good. And I'm reminded that the best thing about times of crisis are that it really propels us towards the heart of the Father. So if you're in a difficult season right now, fix your eyes and mind on Jesus and lean into the Father's heart. Okay, this week's episode is on chapter 6 of the book I've been going through for women only by Shanti Felden. And the title of chapter 6 is Sex Changes Everything, Why Sex Unlocks a Man's Emotions, and Guess Who Holds the Key? Now most of us already know that men want more sex in general, no news there. But after reading this chapter, I realized that I thought about it mostly as a physical need and not an emotional one. Most of us women would like to be more emotionally connected to our husbands, so maybe this is one way to make that happen. Now, this is not to say that in some relationships, the woman wants more sex than her husband. Yes, I've met couples like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's still good to better understand how a man man views sex, and it's more than just a physical release. And if you're not enjoying sex with your husband, I recommend you listen to episode 12. And I'm also going to give some resources at the end of this episode. Now, to back up for a moment, what's the big deal about sex? Well, let's remember that God created it. And why? Was it just for procreation? He did say to be fruitful and multiply, but I don't think that was his only purpose. Animals mate to procreate. And they aren't engaging in a lot of romance for other reasons. But humans are different. Genesis 2.23 says, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed, and they were vulnerable with one another. They enjoyed each other's bodies. That's the original plan. God made sex pleasurable. He wouldn't have done that if it was merely utilitarian. God said that man and woman would become one flesh. He wants us unified. And I think sex is that ultimate picture of one flesh and unity. So sex is important to the marriage relationship for both partners. So why is sex so important to our husbands? Well, according to the survey, it not only provides a cathartic physical release, it affects his sense of well-being and confidence in all areas of his life. One of those areas is that men feel loved and desired by us when we are intimate. Shanti explains that this topic had the highest percentage of agreement of any question on the survey. 97% of the men agreed that sex alone wasn't enough by itself. They wanted to feel wanted. So what does that mean for us? It means we need to do more than act like it's a chore to get over with. Your husband doesn't want you to be an object to fill a need. He wants connection with you. He wants to get you excited. He wants you to respond. He wants to be wanted sexually do most of us ladies, I might add. Shanti said an interesting thing in this chapter. Um, This is a quote. 
lack of sex is as emotionally serious to him as, say, his sudden silence would be to you were he simply to stop communicating with you. Wow. Most of us can think how horrible it would be if our husband suddenly wouldn't talk to us. Some women use withholding sex as a weapon, and this parallel shows how detrimental to the relationship that could be. It's funny that when I was getting married, my dad gave me one piece of advice. He said, never withhold sex from your husband or use it as a weapon against him. That was it. That's how important he thought it was. Okay, now you know that I always give disclaimers, and it is perfectly fine to tell your husband, not tonight, I'm bone tired, or I have a cramp in my side. But do you use that as an excuse? We can't keep putting him off day after day. I know how hard it is to fit in sex amongst a busy schedule. My husband and I are often both too tired at the end of the day, and our teens tend to want to hang out with us after 10 p.m. in the evening. So this is an area we've been trying to improve for the past year, and we're still working on it. But don't give up. Find what works. You know, maybe it's Saturday mornings or Sunday afternoons. You may be thinking, well, how often should we be having sex? Well, I don't like to load people with shoulds, and there's no right answer. Talk it over and see what you both would like. It's kind of a negotiation. You can even ask your husband what his ideal would be. Then work toward that. If you're out once a month, make it once a week. If you're out once a week, make it twice a week. Spontaneity is great, but... Sometimes having a set-aside intimate time can be wonderful, too, because it helps make it happen, and we can save our energy for it. And we can look forward to it, which for us women, you know, may help us get a little revved up. Okay, both men and women feel rejected when they approach their partner and the partner says no. So if either uh, either of us gets that often, then we'll stop asking out of fear of rejection. Is that you? Is that your spouse? You know, that may be something you need to talk about. Maybe the frequency of sex has declined because both are afraid to bring it up. And that's where scheduled rendezvous time can be beneficial. Remember, sometimes when we say no to sex simply because we're exhausted, our husband may interpret that as rejection of him personally, even though it isn't. So you might want to explain that you'd love to, but you are so exhausted that you think it would be more fun tomorrow night or however you can word it something like that. Of course, sometimes we can take five minutes to just mentally shift and find the energy we need, and then we'll benefit from the lovemaking too. Another interesting thing I noted in the chapter is that we can be exhausted from serving our family by cooking dinner, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, cleaning house, working a job, taking care of the kids, etc. So we feel like we're meeting our husband's needs. However, he may place more priority on sex than having a clean kitchen floor or even a home-cooked meal. So, maybe one night, get takeout and save your energy for the bedroom. Now, that's a win-win if I ever heard one. Shanti lists some benefits of lovemaking for your man. Benefit number one, she says, is fulfilling sex makes him feel loved and desired. So, sex says to a man that he is more important to you than anything else in the world. It is an opportunity for him to be completely vulnerable and totally accepted and not judged. So let's make it that. I think most women also feel loved and desired when lovemaking if they haven't made it into a have-to or been taught that they aren't supposed to enjoy it, which is wrong. And I have resources at the end that can help if you're not enjoying sex. Benefit number two is 
fulfilling sex gives him confidence. Now, I mentioned this briefly in the chapter on being his cheerleader. Sex affects all the areas of his life. One man was quoted as saying, what happens in the bedroom really does affect how I feel the next day at the office. You've most likely seen a man or woman in a movie that is humming away in the morning after making love because it releases our feel-good hormones and it's good for both of us. Our men want us to be a wildcat in the bedroom, not just passive, let's get it over with partner. Well, that's good news. It means we can unleash our inner tiger. It means we can make the first move sometimes. You know, on a night when you aren't feeling so tired, initiate the lovemaking. He'll love it, and you'll know it's a good night for you. Now, the Bible clearly states that sex is beneficial and needed by both partners, and the church hasn't always taught it that way. 1 Corinthians 7.3 says the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. Clearly, we were designed for both genders to have sexual needs. So let's fulfill them. Hopefully, both of you are enjoying sex and having that need met. However, it seems that in general, men want or need sex more often than women do. So try to up your game a little bit and see what happens. Okay, I know there's probably someone listening that says, but sex is physically painful for me. If that's the case, talk to your husband about it and go see a doctor. There are many things that could help or cure it. And a personal lubricant can really help as we get older. There may also be someone saying, we're so disconnected right now that it's hard for me to want intimacy with him. Well, this is one of those weird cycles that one or the other of you needs to change the pattern. So the more you feel unloved, then the less you feel like sex. And the less you have sex, the more he feels unloved. And he may become less attentive to you and less tender which makes you feel less like sex. So you see the problem. It kind of perpetuates itself. So break the cycle if you can. Start remembering how it used to be and realize that having fun in the bedroom may pay off with a more attentive and tender husband. I can't guarantee that, but it's worth trying. Okay, what if you have a low libido or you never have had an orgasm? There is help. Sheila Ray Gregoire has some fantastic resources available. I've done one of her courses myself, and she is fantastic. I highly recommend these. So she has the Boost Your Libido course. She has the Orgasm course for both women and husbands, and the Spicy Marriage Dares. So I have a link to each of these in the description. And if you use these links, it will actually help support this podcast. Now, I think the best way to sum it up is this. In general, Men want and need sex to feel secure and loved and emotionally connected to us in the same way women want and need intimate conversation and tenderness to feel secure and loved and emotionally connected to her husband. So hopefully that helps us understand them better and maybe it will help you explain to your husband how important intimate conversation is to you, like sex is to him. Last disclaimer, I'm speaking to married women here. Unmarried men, I'm sure, have the same need, but we should not be fulfilling these needs until there is a marriage commitment and a covenant before God. Enough said. So, this week, try initiating an intimate encounter. Try to spice it up a bit. Open up a conversation about sex with your husband and see what he says and ask him what would he like to see changed. 
this one thing can often have a powerful boomerang effect on the entire marriage. So you go, girl. Give it a try. That's it for today's episode. Please share this with anyone you think might find it helpful. And remember, you are loved. You are enough. And you are sexy. Go in peace.